Welcome to Living Water Radio. We have now begun the Church's season of Advent, a season of hope and expectation. At the same time, we are experiencing rising death rates from the coronavirus, just as we are about to start worldwide vaccinations. What is the difference between life and death? That is one of the key questions for unlocking the meaning of Advent. My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. Sally's sister, Susan, for whom we have been praying, died last Sunday after a valiant struggle with pancreatic cancer. Sally was on the phone with Susan and said to Susan's daughter, Donna, who has been staying with her since June, tell her we love her and go get your Bible and read to her from the Psalms, which your mother loved to do. Donna read until Susan passed away peacefully. We arrived in Camarillo soon after, and Donna's husband arrived the next day. Paul writes in his letter to the Romans, Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Death is certainly grounding. It is our future, unless the Lord comes first. But what is that grounding about? It leaves a void, but what void and why? We come face to face with a great mystery, the mystery, not in the sense of a puzzle to be solved, but of something that cannot be solved. We see the effect of relationships on us, but how do we know what it is? Being in the presence of death has a largely unpredictable effect on us. I did a quarter of clinical pastoral education, or CPE, between my third and fourth year of seminary, which came after college. CPE is an intense period of training and peer review to prepare future pastors to be somewhat comfortable in hospital settings, to be somewhat deconditioned to the sights and smells of people in pain, and to develop skills as pastoral counselors. It is very intense. If a student is going to drop out of seminary, CPE is the most common time that happens. If a married student is going to be divorced from his or her spouse, CPE is the most common time that happens. One of the typical experiences seminarians are given during CPE is to witness an autopsy, standing shoulder to shoulder with the medical personnel. Prior to the autopsy, we were prepared by our group's pastoral counselor mentor. One of the questions that we were asked was, some people witness an autopsy and can't handle it. They faint or get sick, but most manage to stick out the process. Other people are fine. 
the sub they sublimate their feelings and have nightmares for a couple of weeks. Which do you think you will be? Each of us gave our answers. I thought I would be fine and then I would have nightmares for a couple of weeks. Our group of six students and our pastoral counselor mentor came into the autopsy room. There was a body covered with a sheet, a coroner, and his assistant who ate a lunch that included his peanut butter sandwich through the whole procedure. In my mind, I nicknamed him Igor after the stereotypical assistant in the old horror movies I had seen. The coroner spoke with us briefly about what was going to happen, and then he removed the sheet. The man on the table bore a resemblance to my father, who was having quintuple bypass open-heart surgery that summer. The coroner made a deep cut lengthwise down the body cavity, and I got unsteady on my feet. I felt faint. Then he removed major organs and passed them around the circle for us to examine. He showed us where the infarction had taken place in the heart, heart attack. I fought to stay on my feet. He pointed out the organs in the body and how they help identify a cause of death. He used some substance that made the body smell like bubblegum. I don't remember why. I felt queasy. Igor ate his peanut butter sandwich. Each of us had the opposite reaction to that experience than we had expected, three and three. When it was finished, when we had asked our questions and were about to leave, Igor said, wait, I have a question for you. We all focused and listened. He said, what is this on the table? We waited for clarification. Yesterday, this man spoke, he ate and drank, he laughed, he passed waste, he had feelings and relationships and consciousness, and now none of those things are happening. What is the difference between yesterday and today? That's the kind of question that makes philosophers and theologians. I don't remember what any of us said, but I've thought about that question many times over the years. What do you think? What happens between life and death? We have now entered one of, if not the most dangerous periods of the pandemic. We are that close to distributing a vaccine, yet the death rate and the numbers of deaths are climbing, largely as the result of indifference to the simple things everybody can do to protect everybody else. What does it take to convince people to care? That is the key to the difference between life and death. The difference is that state of the human personality. The human personality is not a spirit or soul or in a soul in a body. That's a Greek idea. The Judeo-Christian understanding of a human life is that of a whole personhood, body, mind, and spirit, together interrelated and inseparable from what it means to be human. That is why we do what we do with our bodies is so important. That's why when the ecumenical creeds speak of resurrection, they speak of the resurrection of the body. At the end of T.S. Eliot's po poem, The Journey of the Magi, an important element in the current season of Advent in the church year, he has made he has one of the wise men saying this, And I would do it again, but set down this, set down this. Were we led all that way for birth or death? There was a birth, certainly. We had evidence and no doubt. I had seen birth and death, but had thought they were different. This birth was hard and bitter agony for us, like death, our death. We returned to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here in the old dispensation with an alien people clutching their gods. 
I should be glad of another death. What does he mean, I should be glad of another death? Here's a clue from Paul's letter to the church at Rome, the Bible's book of Romans, the sixth chapter, starting at verse 3. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his— we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Death is a past tense experience for Christians. We died in baptism, therefore we will rise with Jesus Christ. Baptism with faith is the beginning of eternal life. What we see as death is just a change to a more perfect relationship with the one true living God who adopted us at our baptisms. When we were baptized with water and the word, we received the streams of living water one of the Bible's metaphors for the Holy Spirit. We are transformed by the living God. We are a new creation. We are born again. Cynics say life is hard and then you die. Christians say life can be hard, but we have been redeemed and that gives us joy. Life can be hard, but we are called to make it easier for others and so find our own hardships eased. Life can be hard, but we are not alone. Death has already taken place for the baptized, and we are not alone. Paul writes to the church in Corinth, the Corinthians, the first chapter, the first letter to the Corinthians, the 15th chapter, starting at the 55th verse. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Today, let's remember to pray to be the faithful members of the body of Christ that God has equipped us to be at our local church, to be faithful and contributing and making a difference in the lives of those both within and outside of the church. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadall and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders, pray for them, and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. 
Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.